Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Jack Benny program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. You know, friends, nothing, no nothing beats better taste. And remember, Lucky tastes better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky tastes better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting, fine tobacco. Lucky tastes better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike, Lucky Strike. This is Don Wilson with an important word for you cigarette smokers. A great big word spelled T-A-S-T-E the very basis of your smoking enjoyment. Yes, for real deep-down smoking enjoyment, nothing, no nothing beats better taste. And Lucky's taste better, cleaner and fresher and smoother. The famous Lucky Strike taste begins with the fine, light, mild tobacco that goes into every single Lucky. You know, L-S-M-F-T, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, and the true rich taste of that fine tobacco comes through to you because Lucky's are made better made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. So, friends, get the better taste that spells greater smoking enjoyment. Be happy. Go lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. Lucky tastes better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Perry Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, immediately after this radio program, Jack Benny will do his regular monthly TV show over the CBS television network. But first, let's go back to last Thursday. It's late morning at Jack's home in Beverly Hills. Hello? The telephone company? You want to install a phone here this afternoon? Are you sure you have the right address? Yes, this is 366 North Camden Drive, but there must be some mistake. Oh, the phone is for Rochester Van Jones. Well, let me find out about it, and I'll call you back. Goodbye. Hmm, I wonder why... Oh, Rochester! Rochester! Did you want me, boss? Yes, the, the telephone company just called. What's this about you ordering a phone in your name? Well, I figured it would be more convenient if we had two phones in the house. But that's silly. My phone should be enough. I talk on it very little. You can use it whenever you want to. I know, but I thought it might be a good idea to have another phone in case of emergency. But why? Suppose there is an emergency. You can use my phone. Yeah, but suppose the house is burning down and I haven't got any change. <laughs> Gee, I never thought of that. And besides, I'll be using the phone a lot from now on. It's the only way I'll be able to talk to my girlfriend, Susie. Why? What's wrong? Well, her father seems to have taken a dislike to me. But I thought you always got along so well with her family. What happened? The other night, Susie and I were sitting in the dark on the sofa watching television when her father came in and got awful mad. Why should that make him mad? They ain't got a television set. <laughs> Say, look what time it is. 
I'm going out the racetrack today, and Miss Livingston isn't here yet. Boss, you've got plenty of time. The first race doesn't go on until 1 o'clock. I know, but I go to the races so seldom, I don't want to be late. Well, that must be Miss Livingston. Coming! Coming! Hello, Jack. Mary, you're late. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. I was leaving the house when I got a long-distance call from Mom and Papa. Oh, a phone call from your mother and father, huh? What did the bad and the beautiful have to say? <laughs> well, Mama said that Cousin Sylvia eloped last night. Sylvia? Mary? Mm-hmm. Gosh, it seems like only last summer I picked her up and bounced her on my knee. It was last summer. She's a midget. <laughs> So she got married, huh? Yeah, she married a man six feet two. No kidding. <laughs> Little Sylvia? Mm -hmm. Oh, but Jack, a terrible thing happened. Right after the ceremony, as they turned to go back up the aisle, she took one step and broke her leg. How? She forgot she was standing on a box. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That must have been a sad wedding. Her mother was crying. Her father was crying. And I... All right, all right. I had to ask her how yet. Now, come on, Mary, let's go to the races. I got a hot tip in the sixth race, a horse named Our Fancy. Our Fancy? Yeah, and I hope I win. I can sure use the money. Why? You've never used any before. Mary, stop that. Now, come on, let's get going. Uh, wait a minute, Jack. Isn't Dennis going with us? Well, certainly. Well, what are we supposed to do? Pick him up? No, no, he's here. Dennis! Dennis, where are you? I'm in the kitchen. Well, come on, Mary's here, and we're ready to go. Okay. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Dennis. Dennis, we're all ready to... Dennis, what's that you've got on your head? A sandwich. <laughs> A sandwich on your head? Yeah, everybody in Washington is wearing them. Dennis, that's Hamburg, not Hamburg. <laughs> Now, take it off. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Here I am, all set to go to the races, and I haven't got any money. I better go down to my vault and get some. I'll be back in a few minutes. Hmm. The rain must be leaking in somewhere. The moat is so full. <laughs> Password. Poe. <laughs> oh, it's you, Mr. Benny. That's right, Ed. Glad to see you're looking so well. Thank you. How are things on the outside world? Oh, pretty exciting right now, Ed. We just inaugurated a new president. Uh, a new president? Yes. Gosh. 
I can still remember the words of the last one. Four score and seven years ago, our father brought forth upon this continent a new... No, 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 Ed. We've had many presidents since then, you know. By the way, Ed, have I wished you a Merry Christmas? Yes, and I want to thank you for the Christmas present. It was just what I wanted. A camera. <laughs> you don't know how much I enjoy it. But, Ed, it's so dark down here, I can't understand why you'd want a camera. You can't take pictures. I know, but... The click breaks the monotony. <laughs> oh. On New Year's Eve, I took a double exposure. <laughs> At midnight? Who knows? <laughs> well, excuse me, Ed. I've got to get some money. I'm going to open the safe. Now, let's see. The combination is right to 45, left to 60, back to 15, then left to 110. There. <laughs> I guess I'll take about $50. That'll be enough. <laughs> well, I gotta be going along now. So long, Ed. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Oh, I almost forgot. Ed, since this is a new year, I brought you this Marilyn Monroe calendar. Here. Thanks. Gee, the colors are nice, but what is it? <laughs> well, I'll explain it to you some other time, Ed. I'm in a hurry. Just... Just hang it up. Okay. Goodbye, Ed. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Gee, I didn't have the heart to tell him, but he hung it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I better hurry. Okay, kids, I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, Mr. Benny, while you were down the vault, the CBS uh, publicity department called. Uh, they want to know what kind of television show you're going to do this time. Oh, darn it. Now I'll have to call them back. Uh, no, you don't, Mr. Benny. I told you we were going to do a very classy show with a 60-piece symphony orchestra. A symphony orchestra, Jack? Yeah. Oh, it'll be wonderful. You know, I even tried to get a world-famous pianist like, like Rubenstein. Oh, he'd be great. Yeah, he's almost as good as Liberace. <laughs> Never mind. Now, come on, kids. Let's go. Dennis, where's your hat? I ate it. I don't mean that. <laughs> All right, kids, I'll be ready in a minute. Oh, but Mr. Benny, don't you want to hear the song I'm going to do on the program? You listen to it, Mary, while I get the car out of the garage. Outside. 
side of heaven On your wedding day I stood in the crowd I could hardly keep from crying out loud There goes a kiss my lips have known There goes the love I call my own Why was I meant to walk alone Outside of heaven On your wedding day I stood in the crowd I could hardly keep from crying out loud There goes the kiss my lips have known There goes the love I call my own Why was I meant to walk alone Jack, when are you going to make your bet? You let five races go by already. I know. I'm only interested in the sixth race. Our fancy can't miss. Say, Mary, let's go get a... Oh, no. Look who's coming. That racetrack cow. <laughs> uh, where? Hiya, bud. Long time. <laughs> no see. Hello, hello. Come on, Mary. Let's get away from <laughs> Mary, let's go get a hot dog. Huh? But, Jack, we're in the clubhouse. Why not have lunch? Well, all right. Oh, waiter! Waiter! Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to get something to eat. What would you suggest? Another waiter. I can't stand you. <laughs> I don't care whether you can or not. Now, what can we get in a hurry? Well, we have roast pork, corned beef, leg of lamb, sirloin tips, and bacon and eggs. Mmm, bacon and eggs. That sounds good. Are the eggs fresh? Ooh, <laughs> oh, well, I'll have that. How about you, Mary? Would you like bacon and eggs? Ooh, what I? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, just, uh, just bring us our orders, waiter, as quickly as you can. Uh, yes, sir, and I'll seat you at table number one. That's right over there. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, the last race was a photo finish, but you won't know the results till tomorrow. See, that's strange. The picture turned out so good that we've decided to show it at your neighborhood theater. <laughs> now, Mary, let's look over the list of entries for the next race. I want to see hey, if the... Bud. Bud. Huh? Come here a minute. 
Me? Yeah. What is it? You gonna eat here? Yeah. What table? Table one. Uh-uh. <laughs> what? Take number nine. Well, look, I'm very happy with table one. Well, think it over, bud. Number one is a card table. A card table? Yeah. If it carries too much weight, its legs will fold. <laughs> Yeah, I never thought of that. So you think I ought to take no, table number nine? Huh? Well, certainly. Look at the breeding. The breeding? It's by bird's eye maple out of Grand Rapids. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't think they even knew each other. Get wise, bud. Think it over. Look, I'm not go Wait a minute. This is the first time I've run into you at a racetrack. Why don't you give me a tip on a horse? Who knows about horses? <laughs> what? So long, sucker. Hmm. Mary, Mary, have you figured out yet what You're horse... You're making an eggs already. I put them on table number one. Number one? Do you think I'm a sucker? We'll eat at table number nine. Table nine? The shiny mahogany one? Yes. I'm sorry, but you can't eat at that table. Why not? It was scratch. Now cut that <laughs> I don't know why you had to be our waiter. You make me sick. Well, you're not penicillin to me. <laughs> Come on, Mary. We'll eat at the counter. Attention, please. We have a late change. Horse number seven, little lady, will not run in the next race. As she left the paddock, she broke a leg. I wonder how that happened. She forgot she was standing on a box. <laughs> how do you like that? The jockey was crying. <laughs> the arena was crying. And I was crying. Oh, Come on, Mary. We'll eat at the counter. Uh, who's next? I am. I like a hamburger. Jack, there's Don at the counter. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. One hamburger coming up. Oh, hold it. Hold it, mister. Hold it. I want to tell you how to make it. Wait a minute, Mary. This I have to listen to. Now, before you put the hamburger on the grill, I want you to make the patty round and firm and fully packed. I have a feeling that this is leading to something. <laughs> With uh, relish? Oh, yes. And be free and easy on the ketchup. Onion? Not if it makes hot spots that burn harsh and dry. Say, that really is clever. Lettuce? Yes, but trim it. I don't want to have any loose ends. If Harry Bonzell ever heard about this, he'd kill himself. Uh, now, let me see if I got it right. You want the hamburger round and firm and fully packed. Free and easy on the catsup and lettuce with no loose ends. That's right. Look, mister, you don't want a hamburger. You want a package of Lucky Strikes. That's exactly what I want. You see, Mary? Because nothing, no nothing, tastes better than a Lucky Strike. That Don is a humdinger. <laughs> <laughs>
horses for the sixth race are now in the paddock. Jack, are you still going to bet on our fancy? Well, of course. That horse will not only win the race today, he'll probably set a new track record. Uh, how much are you going to bet? I don't know. I wonder how much weight our fancy is carrying. I wonder who the jockey is. Jack, if you'd buy a 15-cent program, you'd know. <laughs> well, I don't have to buy a program. I'll go over to the information desk and find out. You wait here, Mary. Okay. Pardon me, mister, but how much weight is our fancy carrying? I don't know. <laughs> Well, what's the name of the jockey? I don't know. <laughs> well, how long's the race going to be? I don't know. <laughs> well, for heaven's sake, if you don't know anything about the races, what are you doing behind that desk? I had to get behind something. I lost my pants. <laughs> All the silly... Jack, Jack! What is it, Mary? <laughs> Did you get the information you wanted? No, darn it. I came to the track to bet on our fancy, and that's what I'm going to do. And Dennis... Yeah? This is your first time at the races, so take a tip from me. Put your money on our fancy. Our fancy? Let me see. That's uh, number eight. That's right. Well, that's not for me. I already bet on number 12. Number 12? What's the horse's name? Who cares about his name? It's the number that's important. That's my system. Dennis, you've got a system? Yeah, sure. Well, Dennis, according to your system, how come you bet on number 12? Well, the horse is carrying 116 pounds. He's running in the sixth race. So I added six to 116, which gave me 122. This is 1953. Nine and one is 10, plus five is 15, and three are 18. I added 18 to 122, which makes 140. This is the fourth week of the month, so I divided four into 140, and that makes 35. Uh-huh. Then I subtracted my age, which is 26, and 26 from 35 leaves nine. Uh-huh. And then I added three and bet on number 12. <laughs> Wait a minute, Dennis. I followed you all the way down to nine. Why did you add three? Well, how else can you get to 12? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how else? Now, come on, let's go over to the $5 window and... Hey, Mary. Mary, look down there. Where? Down that aisle. Isn't that Mr. Paley? Oh, yeah. Well, come on. Let's go over and talk to him. Jack, he came to the track to enjoy himself. Now, leave him alone. But, Mary, I'm a big star on CBS, and he's the head of the network. If he knew I was here and didn't stop to say hello, he'd be heartbroken. Come on. Mr. Paley! Mr. Paley! Huh? Oh, hello, Jack. Hello, Mary. Hello, Mr. Paley. Say, Mr. Paley, what horse are you betting on in this... Mr. Paley, have you picked your horse yet for the next race? Yes, Jack. I'm betting on Aviatrix. Well, look, Mr. Paley, forget about Aviatrix. Put your money on our fancy. He'll win by eight lengths. Well, Jack, my mind is made up. I'm going to play Aviatrix. But look, Mr. Paley, it's silly to come out here and just bet on any horse, especially after driving six hours to get to the track. In my car, it's 40 minutes. <laughs> Well, look, Mr. Paley, I've been studying these horses all season, and I know what I'm talking about. Our fancy can't lose. I'm sorry, Jack, but I'm going to bet on Aviatrix. Well, okay, Mr. Paley, it's your dough, but don't say I didn't tell you. The horses are nearing the starting gate. Well, I'm going up the window and make my bet. Five dollars on the nose. Say, uh, Mary. Uh, yes, Mr. Paley? 
I've been thinking if Jack is going to bet $5 on a horse, he must know something. Mm. That's what I think. Yeah. I'm going to change my bet. I'm going to put $100 on our fancy. Well, Mr. Paley, would you do me a favor? Put $2 on our fancy for me. Okay, Mary. The horses are in the starting gate. Gee, I'm glad I got to the window in time. Now they're all lined up in the gate. They'll start as soon as they can quiet Silverado. He's dancing around a bit. So is Blue Reading. Gee, both of them dancing? <laughs> it takes two to tango. <laughs> What? And there they go. Oh, Mr. Paley, Mr. Paley, come on. The race is starting. Here I am, Mary. Going into the first turn. Uh, it's Wild Glory in front. Uh, a Colorado a second. Uh, a Silverado a third. Uh, Aviatrix is fourth. Uh, and our fancy. Come on, come on, our fancy. I wonder what happened to Jack. Coming around the far turn. Uh, it's still Wild Glory in front. Uh, Colorado a second. Uh, Silverado a third. Uh, our fancy is now fourth by half a length uh, and surf like... Come on, our fancy, our fancy! I place my bet and here I am. Driving down the home stretch, it's Silverado in front, a while glorious second, uh, our fancy is third, uh, and here come contribution and aviatrix. Come on, come on, our fancy! And now coming into the finish line, uh, it's Silverado, a contribution and a wild glory, and coming up fast on the outside is aviatrix, uh, it's Silverado and aviatrix, uh, it's Silverado and aviatrix, uh, now aviatrix is pounding hard, they cross the finish line, and it's Aviatrix, the winner by half a length. Mr. Paley, Mr. Paley, we won. We won. What do you mean, we won? I bet on your horse, Aviatrix. You what? <laughs> Jack, do you mean to tell me that when you left here, you didn't bet on our fancy? No, you talked me out of it. <laughs> Mr. Paley, what are you so unhappy about? Jack Benny, I bet on the horse you gave me. You did? Mr. Paley, how could you be so silly? Ooh. Mary, you shouldn't have done that. He's wearing glasses. Well, that serves him right. Mr. Paley, will you please drive me home? Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back in a minute to tell you about my television program, which goes on immediately after this show. But first, here's something I'd like to say, and it's really appropriate at this time. This week is YMCA week, a time to remember that our YMCA is always working for our youth, teaching boys love of God and country. Let's say thanks to our YMCA for the help they're giving us in raising our youngsters. But first, a word to every cigarette smoker. You know, folks, nothing, no nothing beats better taste. And remember... Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky's strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting. Fine tobacco. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Obviously, friends, the better the taste of your cigarette, the more you enjoy it, because nothing, no nothing, beats better taste. And Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, and smoother. Just listen to this and draw your own conclusions. 
A nationwide survey based on actual student interviews in 80 leading colleges reveals that more smokers in these colleges prefer Lucky's than any other cigarette, by a wide margin, too. And the number one reason the students gave for smoking Lucky's was better taste. Now, friends, that same better taste and the great enjoyment it brings you is yours every time you light a Lucky. So be happy. Go Lucky. Next time, ask for a carton of Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today. Ladies and gentlemen, I was going to tell you about my television show, but we're a little late, so tune in and watch it. Good night, folks. Jack Benny program this week was written by Milt Josephsberg, John Tackerberry, Al Gordon, Hal Goldman, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Mark. Be sure to hear The American Way with Horace Height for Lucky Strike every Thursday over this same station. Consult your newspaper for the time. The Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. This is the CBS Radio Network. <laughs>